Well, good morning, everyone. It's a great joy to be here with you this morning. And what an unspeakable joy to be able to participate and be sharing the joy of those who've just been baptised. What an absolute treat that was this morning. And of course, baptism is the beginning of the Christian journey, isn't it? As we seek to follow Jesus in every day, every aspect of wherever we live our lives. We're called to be good followers, those who follow Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. I wonder, how is it that you live for Jesus every day? How is it that you live for Jesus when you're not here in church? What does that look like? For you, how is it that you can discern what God is calling you to be? Well, I want to share with you just three short prayers of how any of us can discern what God's will may be for us. All I ask of you to do this morning is remember nine words. Now, I'm hoping that's not going to be too difficult. Nine words is all I want you to take home with you today. And those nine words, those three very short prayers, come from very three very short passages of Scripture. The first one is a passage of Scripture in the Old Testament from Samuel. Many of you will know the story. There's Eli, who's a, an old priest who lives and works and serves God in the temple. And he's got a young boy called Samuel. Samuel's a bit like his apprentice. He's learning what to be and what to do as a priest in the temple. And one night, Eli, who's old and almost blind, he goes to sleep and Samuel goes to sleep as well. And in the middle of the night, Samuel wakes up because he hears the Lord calling his name. But the fact is, Samuel doesn't realise it's the Lord God. He thinks it's, he thinks it's Eli. So he gets up and he runs to Eli and says, yes, I'm here, Eli, what do you want? And Eli said, I'm paraphrasing here, in a grumpy way, he probably was, I was asleep, don't wake me up, I didn't call you, go back to sleep. <laughs> and then Samuel goes back to sleep and he hears the Lord call his name again. But Samuel thinks it's Eli. So he goes back to Eli, wakes him up, I'm here, what do you want, Eli? And Eli says, I didn't call you. And then he realises what's going on. He realises it's the Lord God calling Samuel. So he tells Samuel to go back to sleep and tells him what to do next time the Lord calls. So Samuel goes back to sleep and the Lord calls his name again. And this time, Samuel says, speak for your servant is listening. Here I am. And that's our first prayer. Our first three words that I want you to remember. How we discern God's will, we pray to the Lord, here I am. In fact, there are quite a number of people that pray that prayer through the story of the Bible. When God calls Moses, you'll remember at the burning bush, God calls Moses and Moses stands there with his bare feet, just like Patrick was earlier, and he says, here I am. And it's the same with Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter six, Isaiah, who's called by God to be a prophet, sees an amazing vision of God 
in the heavenly places. He hears the voice of God call out, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And Isaiah responds, here I am. And in the New Testament, we'll be thinking about this story in just a couple of months' time. The Lord God calls a young teenage girl to be the mother of Jesus. And what does Mary say, essentially? She says, here I am. That's our first prayer to discern God's will. It's about our availability, our openness to God, recognising who God is in his awesome majesty. And yet he calls each one of us to follow him and to live for him wherever we find ourselves, every moment of every day. So the first prayer that we need to pray in order to discern God's will is, here I am. Will you say it with me, please? Here I am. And the second prayer comes from a wonderful story again in the Old Testament. We have the king of Aram who is at war with Israel, God's people, and he's chasing a prophet called Elisha because Elisha, being God's servant, knows where the king of Aram is going to strike against the king of Israel. So Elisha tells the king of Israel and they run away so the king of Aram can't find the king of Israel. And the king of Aram gets very across with Elisha. So he thinks, right, I'm going to hunt Elisha down. Get rid of him, then I can destroy the king of Israel. He chases Elisha. Elisha runs to the city of Dothan. And then the king of Aram sends his mighty army around the city of Dothan to besiege it. Early the next morning, Elisha's servant gets up for his morning stroll, wandering around the wall of the city. And he looks and he sees the massed armies of the king of Aram, and he flies into panic. He's afraid. He doesn't know what to do. The city is doomed. The king of Aram's army have besieged the city. There is no escape. So he runs off in his panic to Elisha to tell him. And then Elisha comes out and he prays a very simple prayer for Elisha. He prays to God, open his eyes. And the Lord opens Elisha's servant's eyes. And as he looks, he sees beyond the massed armies of the king of Aram to see the vast army, the Lord's army, To cut a long story short, what happens next is that Elisha prays a prayer to strike the whole of the king of Aram's army blind. They then led off into Samaria. They then care for them, look after them, and then there is peace within that land. 
But the second prayer that we need to pray, my friends, if we are to discern God's will is open my eyes. The psalmist prays the same prayer. In, a, in, in Psalm 119, the psalmist writes, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. Isn't that what we long for? To see God at work in his law and beyond. And then in the New Testament, Paul prays a wonderful prayer for the church in Ephesus. He prays this, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparable great power for us who believe. What an amazing prayer for the saints in that church. And so this is my, our second prayer. If we're to discern what God's will is for our lives, we need to pray, here I am. And we need to pray, Lord, open my eyes. Because that second prayer, it's about seeing things from God's perspective, isn't it? It's about opening ourselves to God's word so that we may understand it and increasingly be shaped by it that we might become more and more like Jesus himself. It's about having our hearts opened to our loving Father who we've been worshipping and been remembered some of his wonderful characteristics, his amazing grace, that we might know his hope, his power and the riches of his grace that he lavishes upon us freely because he loves us and he's made us. So that's our second prayer. Would you say that with me? Open my eyes. And then the last prayer comes from that passage that was read just a moment ago from John's Gospel. We see Jesus, he's just ridden into Jerusalem on a donkey and uh, he recognises now that he is soon to die. He's known this all along, but now he knows it's very, very soon. And he talks to his disciples about his impending death and how he is going to be like a seed that needs to die in order that new life for the whole of humanity might be given. And yet we see in this passage the reality of the impending death causes Jesus, understandably, great tension, great difficulty. We see him wrestling, is it going to be God's will or is he going to do what he wants to do? He's praised this, now my heart is troubled, Jesus prays. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. And then Jesus prays our third prayer. He says, Father, glorify your name. That's our third prayer. 
as hard as it must have been for Jesus, he knew, he'd always knew that his life would end on a cross. From before the beginning of time, Jesus knew that he had to sacrifice his life in order to save the whole of humanity, that we might be free as we've sung and free as we've witnessed in our baptisms this morning. He knew, Jesus knew that he could choose the way of the cross or he could choose not to go the way of the cross. He knew that he would be separated from his father. He knew that he would lose his life only for it to be restored again. But his mission was not about himself. It was about God's glory and God's glory alone. Hence, in the midst of that turmoil for Jesus, he could pray, Father, glorify your name. And the psalmist prays the same prayer centuries before Jesus uttered those words. In Psalm 115, verse one, it was one of our Psalms for morning prayer this week. The psalmist prays, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. As hard as it might be for me, as hard as it might be for many of us, that needs to be our prayer too. It's not about me. It's about God and his glory. We're not the centre of the universe. God is. Our Father has rescued us in Jesus because of his great love and faithfulness and he calls us to live lives that glorify his name. All that we are, all that we have, all that we do should increasingly glorify the Father we live for wherever we find ourselves every day. I only want you to remember nine words this morning. Three short prayers as we open ourselves to God to discern his will for our lives. Here I am. Open my eyes. Glorify your name. I'd really encourage you to pray those three prayers regularly, maybe even at the beginning of every day. Even maybe as you wake up before you step out of your bed into the busyness of the day. Why not just open yourselves to God with those three simple prayers, those nine words and when we pray it regularly I'd encourage you not just to pray it and move on but to stop 
and to listen. Be quiet and listen. For God will speak through his word to you. He will speak in the silence. He might speak through other people or circumstances. It might take a while, but God will show you. And when you think you've heard from the Lord, it's always a really good thing to check in with someone who knows you well and to talk about what it is you think the Lord may be saying to you. So together, as church, we can discern whether it's the Lord or not. Let's open ourselves more and more to the Lord. And my offering this morning would be simply to invite you to pray those three prayers regularly. As I finish, shall we pray them together out loud now? We say, Lord, here I am. Open my eyes. Glorify your name.